Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Man, what a beautiful day. This is one of the best hangovers I have had in a long time. And we're going to talk all about what has caused this hangover. My name is Matt Scarano. I am one of your hosts. Welcome back to another fabulous installment of Matt and Dennis, the Matt and Dennis podcast. I'm joined alongside, as always, by my good buddy, Mr. Dennis Vinci. Dennis, happy Victory Monday to you. Same to you, Mateo. Good to see your smiling face. Uh, I, too, all aboard the struggle bus this morning. I'm still tired. Can't wait to catch up on some Zs. I don't even care about watching the Monday Night Football game tonight. Don't care. Out of sight, out of mind. I do kind of care. We'll get more into that later. Yeah, this is... I woke up and my stomach and body did not like me and I had to go to work, but it was, I had a smile on my face the whole time. I am um, interested, uh, we'll get to our very special guest, but how he felt today, because Matt, as you're well aware, we're old now and we can no longer really hang like we used to. So I'd be interested to see how uh, another member of Giants Nation. I will disagree with part of that. I can still hang the way I used to. I just pay the price a lot worse than I would have years ago yeah okay that that's what i mean i mean it's it's not like we went to bed on time we we shut her down around a crisp 9 9 30 p.m to get up no that's not what i mean i just mean that a round two would, is not possible for oh i don't know three or four business days right right all right well you mentioned our, our special guest he's been on the show before and we typically will not have guests come on unless it's like a special occasion which first playoff one in 10 years, special occasion. Welcome back to the show. It's my brother, Dominic Scrano. Dominic, welcome back. Happy Victory Hey, everybody. Matt Dennis, thank you for having me back. Always a pleasure. And it's an especially pleasant time to be on the show today because there's nothing but good news to talk about. I'm very excited to get into it. Yep. And um, apologies in advance if I bogart the mic, but I am just, I mean, right now you're getting a much more tame version of me. If we did the show last night, which I know Dennis was a bit of a stretch and you were dealing with stuff, it would have been a completely different thing. I would have been screaming all over the place. I really wanted to, but probably the best that I got a night's sleep before we did the show. Um, the New York Giants are um, are winners. They, they've won a playoff game, Daniel Jones' first playoff game. There's so many facets to this that I don't really know where to begin, what direction to go in, but we'll start at the very basic. The Giants making the playoffs for the first time since 2016, winning a playoff game, correct me if I'm wrong, for the first time in 10 years. And for, for Dennis and myself, it's, it's back. It's remembering what this felt like. For Dominic, Dominic was alive 10 years ago, but I think this is kind of like your first taste of what winning feels like. We've, we've won a lot of good games throughout the course of the year, but it, it really culminates in this. We have a matchup. We're moving on. We're going to play Saturday night in South Philly. I, I, and I, when I mean this, I'll, I'll explain it if I need to, but I don't care. I could care less. One, I'm still in celebration mode. And two, to me, this is like free money. The Giants are playing with free money. Who the hell thought that one, they would even have a chance at sniffing a playoff spot? Who in their right mind thought they would win on the road? against a 13-win team. Dennis will talk about the Vikings. We can get into all of that and, and how their frauds are there or they're not. We could get into all that some other point. But just incredible. 
I am hungover. That having been said, got a little bit of something right here oh, there it is. to celebrate with. Bought this last night. I went right to Target after I cashed out at the bar, brought this home. So it's for the Giants. Was that a sparkling grape juice? It's some cheap champagne from Target. That goes out to the Giants. That's some good stuff. The Giants win. Dominic, you're not planning on being on here for the whole episode. So we'll go back and forth and talk about all the inner workings of this of this Giants playoff victory. Long time coming. But your initial thoughts, you take the floor first. Sure. I mean, this is the Giants team that I believed could happen three years ago. Obviously, it cannot. But this is exactly the potential that I thought Daniel Jones could reach. And I'm so happy to see him do it. I'm happy to see Barkley back up and kick. And, you know, there was a little concern for him during, you know, the middle of the season that, you know, maybe he wasn't you know, doing great. I love the way they're using him now, not so much as just run them into a brick wall every play, but using him strategically for explosive plays. I absolutely love to see it. Uh, I, I knew it would feel good if the Giants ever got to this position. I didn't know it was going to feel this good. I, I was on cloud nine last night. I was jumping up and down. I was calling people that I probably shouldn't have been calling in the state of mind that I was in, including our grandparents, but, but they were happy to hear it from me nonetheless. Uh, back to what you said about, you know, just enjoying the win and, and the Eagles. Obviously, I do agree with you, but I think just being where I am now and seeing that stupid stadium, which I love during Temple season, but the hate right now, <laughs> seeing it out my window, it's it's kind of, it's it's in the forefront of my mind. People are already texting me, harassing me about it. So, you know, I'm happy where they are. And if this is where the road ends, then so be it. But man, I want nothing more than to go into Philly and ruin that season. I wouldn't even, I'd be happy if we didn't win the Super Bowl. And we could just go into Philly and shut them up once and for all. But, hey, I'm happy to be where we are. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't disagree with that as far as that Super Bowl comment. It would be sweet. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get more into the upcoming matchup. But, Dennis, again, Giants playoff win. I don't want to say they were in control the entire time, but for a heavy majority of that game, the Giants were in the driver's seat. What are your initial thoughts? Well, that what you just said there, it felt like it. Which it's just it's weird. It felt like like, somebody that I work with texted me. uh, I think as Minnesota was driving, that they would get the tying touchdown to make it 24 24. And just how you feeling? And I mean, I was in a pretty good state of mind, but I was feeling good because the Giants were playing a different, it looked like they were playing a different game of football. They were matching. Minnesota's game the way the way Minnesota wants to play the Giants were matching that and they were having more success than Minnesota and this is the one thing I've been thinking about all day now that I've been clear-headed is yesterday was a great day the group chat was firing off bright and early in the morning people are making bets uh Matt how many times I've been the one uh taking pictures and accusing of how many text messages are going off like what what could you guys possibly be talking about you sent two separate pictures of the notifications that you were getting because the group chat was buzzing the boys were buzzing yesterday the the what what bets we were making just the excitement for the giant game and you could feel it each minute getting closer to that eventual 450 kickoff which is ridiculous to just tease us even more by pushing the start time because i'm assuming the buffalo miami game was running late i guess that's the reason uh I purposely stayed at home to be at like the last possible second that I could to get to the bar and have a spot to watch it because I just, I was like, I just, 
want to be here where it's quiet. I want to get my emotions in check here. But then I go down there and I'm like, look at me, like, where's the game? Where's the game? Where's the game? Where's the game? And then I see push to 450. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, it, it, it sucked. But just the, I don't know, the, the feeling, the excitement, you had it all the way up until Minnesota got the first possession and went right down and scored a touchdown. And I, if any giant fan didn't sit there and go, Oh boy. Yeah. And I don't believe them because we were set up for, uh, they're going to drop 40 on us today. This, this does not look good, but the giants answered and went right down the field and tied the game. I think from that moment on, if you weren't sitting there, let's go all systems go. And it was just an exciting ride from then on, an incredibly played football game. We'll, I mean, we'll get to all the breakdown and stuff, but hats off to Dable, Wink, Kafka for what they did preparing, what they dialed up. I was super proud of the offensive staff. Saquon Barkley at one point in the second half only had five rushing attempts. Why? Because they stuck with the hot hand. And that was actually Daniel Jones completing passes, leading receivers into situations where they could be successful navigating drives up and down the field, extending plays out of the pocket, which we saw way more so in the second half. So I'm just super proud of how this team looked and hats off to this staff for an unbelievable week of preparation leading into this game. I think, I think you hit the nail on the head, which is something we say a lot uh, to compliment each other on the show, but I think uh, I've probably said this a lot after Giants wins throughout the course of the year, but there, I think there was a specific moment and you mentioned it a second ago where it's kind of like, like you take a second, like this Giants team is different. Like this is different. And it was, like you said, it was three minutes in the game, Minnesota walked right through our defense. And at that moment, I think everyone's like, Oh, it's, it's, it's going to be one of those. Like, this is, we're going to get embarrassed. And, you know, we, we, have this achievement of making the playoffs only to get just ran out the building but there was no hesitation no one panicked no one uh went off of the game plan it was just boom response right down the field almost effortlessly and i think that was a moment for me just a culmination of the year where i was like that this is a different team how often does that happen now we're gonna we can get into more of the nuance of the game now but there was another moment where the Giants, I think, had the ball inside their own or inside the Minnesota 10, fourth and one. Dable goes for it. I'm like, one, that just shows how he is as a coach. But two, the more important thing is it shows he believes in his team. And don't get me wrong, it's kind of like the Giants were playing with free money, like I said. Like, we weren't supposed to be here. So I was glad that they were making those play calls, like these very risky when you can get the points. And you go for it because you want the touchdown. You want you and I set it down just to just run it down their throats. And I don't know, I think it was you who mentioned it, and then I'll go over to Dominic here. But the Giants have, and I mean, I've said this throughout the course of the year, and it's as simple as this. The Giants have their guy. Daniel Jones is the future of the New York football Giants. He absolutely is. There's no questions asked. This morning, Dominic, you can talk about where you saw some of that stuff but i watched a couple uh sports shows listened to the radio this morning 
I heard that guy getting some well-deserved praise from corners that did not give him the praise that he needs. We've seen this build up. We've seen what happens when you have the right people around him. He's made the adjustments. Dennis, to your point, what has Daniel Jones done last year, the year before that, and the entire career pretty much up to this point, up to this season with the Giants? Giants offensive line sucks. Saquon Barkley can't stay healthy. No weapons to pass it to. So when the play is not there, he kind of freaks out. He holds onto the ball too long. He stares at the same same receiver downfield and lets the defense know exactly where he's going. And then there's the eventual interception or fumble. There is none of that this year. You know what he does? And I don't know if this is Dable saying, you know what? Go do what you want. Go. Go for it. But when he realizes there is no play there, he holds the ball and he takes off. And it is very difficult to stop him. That is not something that was done before. He would panic, collapse inside, or the pocket would collapse around him, fumble, or stupid throw that shouldn't have been thrown interception. None of that's happening now. The Giants have a better offensive line. Saquon Barkley, like you said, Dominic, is, is back to what Giants fans in the league knew Saquon Barkley to be. And we still have no receiving core. I mean, none to what the average fan would call a receiving core. Isaiah Hodgins, amazing, obviously. Kenny Galladay's laying people out. Blocking for Saquon Barkley. Top, top three moment of the game. That's a that's a top one of the top moments. I wouldn't say top three of the year for me, but that was a top moment seeing that million dollar block. Designs having the momentum and Galladay just laying someone out. It's like that's how you want to use me. Let's let's do it. But just the, the Giants have their guy. The Giants have their guy. Daniel Jones is the future of the New York Giants. We can make a probably a better argument or a, a more long-lasting argument with Saquon Barkley, but Daniel Jones is the future of this team. And I had to look in the mirror today and eat a little crow myself. Dave Gettleman deserves some credit here. Like, absolutely. He found a pretty much a diamond in the rough. And we're, I think we're seeing this vision pan out. Um, but Dominic, I mean, your, your thoughts on Daniel Jones, who I think deserves his own segment on today's episode yeah sure i mean honestly the game kind of felt like a giant's greatest hit from this season it was like a little bit of every single thing from like each game of the year that they did right i feel like it all kind of came together at once especially for daniel jones i mean oh going going back to what i was saying about the media i saw something i don't know if it was like good morning football or first take whatever but they were kind of just basically saying that Oh, well, we know Minnesota's uh, defense isn't good. So Daniel Jones went in there and did what, what, you know, it was expected of him in this game, even though, you know, they're basically yesterday were saying he's not the guy. He doesn't have receivers. So how is he going to win this game? Now switching the narrative today to, well, he, this was what was expected of him. So I just kind of find it unfair to give, not give that man credit. Now I did see a lot of places later in the day that he was getting his credit, which was good to see, but that just kind of irked me the wrong way, waking up and seeing that. Cause just, you know, just to say it, you know, just cause it's like the the smart thing to do in the media to think Daniel Jones is not a top 10 quarterback for whatever reason. Dennis. I do agree with Dom. I, you look at what he did in that environment on the road. They're doing their stupid clapping over and over again. That stupid horn blows every time Minnesota gets a third down or a first down. I do like the horn. The horn was kind of cool. The clapping no. is stupid. I like the horn. The Vikings suck. They're, I don't know how this is possible, but they have made the list of franchises I could give two hoots about. You've had it out I, them since, since training camp. This, they have a worse point differential than the Giants. Okay? I've watched all 18 of our games. I know what this offense looks like 
when they're capable, what they should be capable of. Now we've raised the standard after one game, but worse than the Giants. You have Justin Jefferson. I digress. This is a Daniel Jones topic. Threw for over 300 yards. He ran for over 70 yards. He didn't commit any turnovers. And the Giants as a whole didn't commit any turnovers. What did we say? We should have won the game on Christmas Eve. We did things to beat ourselves. Turnovers, mistakes. Giants came back out this time. Perfectly executed game plan. They didn't turn the football over. They never beat themselves. And Daniel Jones has to be commended for that. He just never looked overwhelmed. He na- he almost looked like he knew exactly what he was supposed to do in every moment that this Giants team was on offense. And I go back to, like, Matt, your point, the fourth down. I love the calls. We were almost all in agreement. Run it down their throat. And then like, you, kind, I think, called me out a little bit in the group text when I said Christmas Eve 2.0. That wasn't to say that the Giants are going to make this happen and then we're going to get our hearts ripped out. That was in that moment in that game on fourth down where Saquon Barkley scooted right up the middle for a touchdown that would hopefully at least force overtime. That's what that moment looked like. That you you believe in your heart of hearts that they can't stop you. You have one of the best running backs behind you. Give them the football and get a push. And that's what they did. And they did it multiple times on that drive and then finally – and the end result was pushing Barkley across when they got inside. Against Tomlinson, how about line. that? <laughs> uh, what? Against the former Giant, Tomlinson. He like got yeah. his face after that, too. I'm curious if he said something like, you know, you regret leaving us or something. I know, like, we'll get into the defense and stuff, but I, I just, this offense, Richie James looked really good. Isaiah Hodgins, I mean, the guy's coming on as if he looks like he's going to be a legit number two wide receiver in this league. He played like a number one, but for, for what he's doing and because we've seen it kind of little flashes of him in the last couple of weeks. And I know one minute, the drop pass it, I mean, just you, we thought as Giants fans, like, Oh my God, that pit in your stomach. Slayton played his ass off yesterday. I thought Darius Slayton had one hell of a game and to see, was it Jones talking to him on the sideline after the drop? Barkley. It was Barkley. Bar- Barkley. That tells me something about this football team. And that's something that we've talked about all season long, week after week, what Dable has done in five months. I guess it's longer than that training camp, but through this season. Just to jump in that really quick on the on the, the Slayton point, um, Barkley, I mean, Barkley went up to him twice. I think he went up to him once, like immediately after. Dable went up to him and literally like physically grabbed him. And someone was able to kind of read his his lips said something like, like, we need you, like, we need you. Yeah. And then after the game, after they win, all the players start celebrating. They know they won. Slayton's still kind of like head down. And Barkley's jumping up and down, like immediately stops celebrating and goes over to him, pretty much gets on a knee in front of him. And like, it's just like pepping him back up. And, and, you know, the Slayton drop pass sucks. Absolutely should have had it. Like at that point, I'm thinking, oh God, oh God, like history is repeating itself. Like this is, this is where we lose. But at the same time, I can't be the Slayton drop pass was Dennis, like I was saying about the Bellinger drop the last time they played the Vikings. The guy has done so much for them that I can't be too mad. It's like you get a hall pass almost. Like I, I we've seen him drop some passes though. So, but he's but without Darius Slayton, we're not in this position. And Isaiah Hodgins, one of obviously we have the draft picks that Shane picked last year, but the Hodgins pickup. 
I think is like Shane masterclass, like bringing that guy, not really seeing any action in Buffalo, Buffalo practice squad and bring this guy over. And he's absolutely tearing it up right now. But sorry to interrupt you. I just wanted to, to talk on. No, that's I'm, I'm pretty much done. It was, that was the, the last thing was just on Slayton and the drop pass, but luckily it doesn't come back to bite us. Uh, but then, like I said, it, it ends in a great moment where you're seeing leadership. And that's why, I mean, whether you're going to ask this question at some point in this podcast, and they said it on the broadcast, I'm fully in belief that the Giants will sign Daniel Jones and they will tag Barkley. I, I think that has become obvious after what we saw yesterday. And financially, that's what makes the most sense. But I think Barkley is a true leader and you need him on this football team. And it's like you said, Daniel Jones is our quarterback. Whether anybody out there likes it or not, he's done what the same thing Eli Manning did. Everybody hated Eli Manning. He came in as a baby, didn't want to go to San, San Diego. Why would you want to play for the Chargers? We're not going to get into other games probably this weekend, but another moment of, of that franchise. Uh, but And then he sucked really for what it was a half a year behind Kurt Warner or whatever. Couldn't throw the ball, didn't have the strength. Sometimes it'd come out sideways. He'd get hit, flop down like a wet rag. Then all of a sudden we saw that one year, boom, we have a, a Super Bowl run and it was, a whole, it was a different guy. Daniel Jones, and one of the moments I think when you watched, when I was watching the Miami-Buffalo game, Skylar Thompson is a rookie this year and his like traits are very similar to Daniel Jones. And on the broadcast multiple times where Tony Romo was saying that when Thompson's running out of the pocket because Buffalo was flying into the backfield on multiple occasions, he should just tuck it and run. Just run. He sees the open space, and instead he's not fully committed to the run. He's still looking down the field. That's that rookie mindset, doesn't have the confidence. Maybe a little bit of what Daniel Jones had when he first started here, and now it's three years into the league. He's had uber success and be able to build confidence this year where we're seeing a more confident Daniel Jones. We're seeing, a, and for that, a better Daniel Jones. And that's, I mean, it, you and you break down percentage-wise, 90% him, but 10% this coaching staff and what they've allowed him to do. You talked about his composure. I think that was the biggest thing for me. It became quickly evident early on in the game to me, the way he was playing. He looked like he had been there before. Like the, like the moment was never they seen. Did. This yeah. roster hadn't played in a playoff game. The, the moment seemed never seemed like it was too big for any of them and the crowd, like any of that. Um, I, let's shift gears really quick. Then she mentioned Saquon. I'll give the mic back over to Dominic here in a second. And you talked about Saquon's leadership. And I think one of the things that just speaks to him as a player and as a person is this guy's like, like generational pick. And he's told that and he knows that. And this guy has been on a dumpster fire of a team absolute dumpster fire of a team like the dude deserves better and he deserves a real shot at a super bowl and the giants have been giving him anything but like just just terrible season terrible season and he's stuck there and everything that he's gone through and you still see that guy hyping everyone up he is the biggest cheerleader on the side the fact that through all this he has that and and no one deserved Daniel Jones is young. A lot of these guys are young. They're going to get other chances regardless of what happens in Philadelphia or what happened against Minnesota. Barkley wanted this one real bad and he, he made the most of it. And like, it's just 
I, I agree with you, Dennis. I think I think you franchise tag him, you, you sign Jones, you make those guys, if there was any doubt, you make them the face of your franchise. They're the face of New York right now. Until the Yankees show up and do something, the New York Giants right now are the talk of the town. Um, but yeah, Saquon, just for everything he's gone through and the crappy Giants teams, this guy has had to be a leader on. And some of the coaches that he's had to deal with and the turnaround and all that stuff, you, you can't ask for, you can't ask for much more. Dominic, I don't know if you have any big thoughts on, on our boy Saquon. Yeah. Yeah. I want to throw out a quick shout out that you said he's the biggest cheerleader on the sideline. You just got to give a little bit of props Sterling to Shepherd. Man, Sterling Shepard. I, I love him. I hope he becomes a coach, whatever, but just wanted to give him a quick shout out. He, he is an awesome sight to see every game, but um, going back on Saquon, I mean, I don't know if you guys follow Jihad Ward on Instagram, but he went like, like an Instagram live on the plane, on the plane ride home. It shows like a bunch of guys sleeping, like hanging out, whatever. I think Evan Neal was like making a cheeseburger in his seat, <laughs> but it cuts to, he shows Daniel Jones and Saquon and they were both locked in watching game tape. I don't know if they were watching Eagles tape or they were watching the game they just played. But like literally, they don't even give themselves a second to celebrate before they're they they're both already like back and grinding. And those are the two dudes that are in charge of the locker room. Those are the two dudes that are like the the you know the team going forward. And it's just like super exciting to actually see them clicking like that. I always knew they were friends. You know they like playing with each other. But like it seems like now that everything is clicking with them, it you know the sky's the limit with those two. No, it's it's a good point. Bring bring it. I did see that video. That's I'm glad that I'm glad that you brought that up. And I, I think the other thing that's I don't know if intriguing is the right word to use, but throughout the course of the year, when you talk about those two guys leading locker room, Jones is a very quiet guy. You don't hear him say a whole lot. He's, he's essentially like during press conferences, like robotic, like I've seen robots with more personality than Jones has. He gets the game ball like half the time. There's no speech, speech. He doesn't want to give a speech. He's just like, all right, Giants on three. Let's go, go Giants. Like you, you don't, but that's that's what the Giants organization wanted. They wanted like Eli Manning, that's just more mobile, and that's what they they have with Daniel Jones. You, you just don't hear him say anything. So it's interesting when when you see these different personalities. Now, obviously, the first guy I think of is Kayvon Thibodeau. He's not afraid to tell the media what he thinks, and he's not afraid to chirp back at other teams uh, if they if they chirp at him. We've seen that. But it's so interesting to see just this quiet, this quiet dude. He doesn't swear. He doesn't say anything bad about anyone. You don't see him in a really good mood. You don't see him in a really bad mood. But then you hear guys like Kayvon Thibodeau that are Mr. Personality. Like there was a quote today and the Giants reposted it. And they're like, what, what did you think of uh, the quarterback? Like, how, what did you think of the quarterback? He's like, my quarterback? Our quarterback? He's like, the quarterback of the New York Giants? Like, this guy, Daniel Jones is doing something as a leader behind the scenes that the common fan like you, I, and Dennis you mean Dennis are not seeing because that team, these, these strong personalities are playing for him. Well, and that's what I was going to bring up when you, he's the, he's a quiet leader. He's not doing it more vocally. Like maybe a Barkley is on the sideline. Thibodeau's just, he's got that diva in him. I mean, go back and look at what he wore at the NFL draft. He was decked out in like an all red suit. The guy wants to be on stage, nothing against that, but go back and watch the tape after the first touchdown, the Giants score when Barkley was scampering down the sideline, Daniel Jones, is the first one on the bench, dapping up his offensive line as they're watching film on what they did right on that run. So that shows you something that Daniel Jones, where all he has to do is turn around and toss the ball to Barkley. 
he's right to his offensive line and giving him props for what they're doing. And that that's the type of leader, I think, and what we're not seeing in during training camp and during the off season and every practice throughout the week where he's clearly beloved by his teammates. We've talked about that too. You know, I think through the before, before I forget, um, just to throw this in there, the behind the, the back uh, handoff to Matt Breida, <clears throat> that was a thing of beauty. If you're like, Oh, well, the play didn't really amount to much true, but like everyone kind of made the argument this morning on, on WFAN, or even I was listening to, to um, Carton Roberts on the way home from work. If Patrick Mahomes does that, if Tom Brady does that, everyone's pants would be on the ground. We'd be having a you-know-what fest. Mm-hmm. So the play itself did not amount to much, but I love DJ just, you know what, just like like no big thing, just going to go behind the back here. Yeah, it, was sick. it blew my mind when I saw I like jumped up on my couch. I was like, oh, my God. Like I saw, I saw a tweet this morning, and it was like, it's basically like Joe Shane and like Brian Dable before the game being like, we can't hide it anymore. Like we have to unleash him. And it's like, this is like Daniel Jones, like, like game where he like goes like a hundred percent for the first time and like goes absolutely crazy with like all the plays and everything. Great point, Dominic. Last night brought fantastic meme material. The internet oh, yeah. giants Twitter was on fire. The second that it was just a, it was just a big party. Like, and that, that's the thing. I, I will say this again. You guys might agree or disagree. I don't see the Giants going on a Super Bowl run. I've said that a hundred times. I don't. I don't see it. I do. Um, um, I'll say two things. I'll say two things. Okay, maybe I might contradict my my previous statement. I'm just happy to be here again. Free money. Free money. I'm just. I'm just thrilled to be here. Like that was the most relaxed I had ever been. I've, I've watched. I've been thankful to watch plenty of Giants playoff games and have gone to a few myself. That was the most relaxed I've ever been watching a Giants playoff game because I had no I, I was just going into it, I was like, if we win, that'll be friggin' awesome. But if we lose, we weren't supposed to be here anyways. The only time I was nervous and getting a little uptight and biting my nails and drinking quicker than I probably should have was when we had been controlling the whole time and it was 31-24 and Minnesota starts going back downfield. And I'm like, oh, I've seen this movie before. That was the only time I was like, oh God, oh God, oh God. And we're going into this Philadelphia game, same thing. Like, we're going into a rivalry game on the road against not my most hated team in our division, not my most hated team in the NFL, my most hated team in sports. There is not a team on the face of planet Earth in sports that I despise more than the Philadelphia Eagles. Yet, I'm chilling. I'm cool. Sure. Well, I maybe like receive a text from family and temple friends. Will I fire off a few myself? Sure. Why not? But I am not panicking. And then I told us I work with a guy who's from South Jersey. who's an Eagles fan. And he's like, he's like, you got to have passion for the game. I'm like, oh, don't get me wrong. I have plenty of passion. Like I was telling Big Dom last night, the Giants win. I will be an asshole to the likes Philadelphia, the city of Philadelphia has never seen. I will like, be they, killed. They think they carry that that mantle. They haven't seen anything yet. The Giants find a way to win that game. That having been said, I'm, I'm going to go into it completely cool. Giants win. The city of Orlando will cease to exist that night, after that night. Giants lose. You're like, that's a bummer. But the Eagles have been waiting for this moment all year for years. The Giants weren't even supposed to get remotely close. That having been said, Dennis, 
I hope you will vouch for me. I was one, and, and a few sports talking heads made made this connection too. And I don't think you're a true Giants fan, or at least you're not a Giants fan paying attention. If you are not somewhere in the deepest, deepest trenches of your, your mind, making connections to the 2007-2008 season, where this ragtag group of guys that backed into the playoffs, went on the road, didn't have a single home game, beat teams that they had no business in beating, and had a magical Super Bowl run with the one Elijah Manning. Well, did you see the the turnaround where it was in 2008, the season after the Super Bowl, and Plaxico shot himself when we were the one seed. Correct. And Phil, we came, we had the bye week, and Philly came off as the sixth seed and beat us at home. Yep, I was at that game. Um, I, I, I can't not see an opportunity. Yeah. I, I, my, my point being, my multiple points, is, is you would have to be, whether you agree with making this connection or not, you you can't there are some ghosts and of giants past giants folklore that are out there that is a real thing so you're not a real giants fan if you are not at least making the connection of how and a lot of what seems eerily familiar and that that hope is there because you know what am i at the end of the day we'll do our picks and we'll say who thinks gonna win like do i feel super confident confident not really like, there's a very good chance the Eagles run us out of the building there, too. But who the heck cares? I'm just having fun. This is great. I always worry that it's going to feel like business and I can't enjoy it. I'm having a great time. This is, this is, this is just awesome. I went on a bit of a tangent. I don't know who wants to jump in and add to that. <laughs> I, I think I just, I think I'm the, the opposite of where you are. And I think that's my age and not having the victories <laughs> that you've had. I think it's being directly in the war zone. You know, I went to the practice squad game. I was wearing. Nothing but a beanie. I didn't even have a jersey. And I'm walking by tailgates of grown men calling me as I walk down the street by myself, just, you know, having a good time walking up tailgate. People call me an asshole after I walk by every tailgate. So in my heart, I, you know, I'm happy with where we are, but there is just a deep pit of me that boils. And I just despise this team so much. And I, it's not even the Giants beating them. It's I just want them to lose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know this is everything to them. And I just want to rip it from them. And I want it to be us that does it. So I, yeah. I, I'm going into a business. I, I, I'm going to be smiling on the outside. I'm, I'm not going to get too drunk because I know that won't end well. I will definitely do something I regret in the streets of Philly. But I'm going to be down there serious. There's war on my mind. This is this is one I want to win. Oh, my God. That just fired me up. <laughs> I, I, just, me up. I need On it. the battlefield, in the streets of Philadelphia. It's a war. I texted my buddy. I said, this is, you want war? You're, you're going to get a war. You talk shit all year about us. Well, here we are. You didn't think you, I was at that Giants Eagles game. We got blown out by 20. I just texted all my friends and I said, you didn't think you were going to see us again, did you? I said, I deal. All, all I picture is uh, if the gods are good and the Giants walk out of there with a victory, Dom Scrano walking shirtless down the streets of Philadelphia with a boombox over his shoulder as Elton John's Philadelphia Freedom is blaring. No, you're you're going to see me getting X-filled. Like, that's all I see right now. There's you're you're going to see me getting X-filled like the Secret Service if like there was an assassination attempt on the president. Like They're going to have to get me out of there and get me to a safe house because someone's going to be trying to kill me. There's a funny line that we say in my line of work where we say, you know, if every, if every single person worked a customer service industry type job once in their life, the world would probably be a better place. 
I think every Giants fan that claims to be a true hardcore Giants fan should live in Philadelphia for some period of time and try to be a Giants fan in those conditions. It is very difficult, but when you when you get through it, you come out a better fan at the end of the day. Uh, Dennis, I'm curious your thoughts on the the connections that people are making and if you yourself are making them to the 2007-2008 season, or are you sharing more of of my view where it's like this is a fun ride i don't know where it's going next but i'm just enjoying I, it or if I you're like dominic like like let's let's get to it it's game time if we win or if we lose my day's ruined oh no i'm i'm to the point where i i, I definitely lean more with what dom is saying 100 percent. this is all this is a business trip and speaking of the tickets are booked i'm going back to the motherland i will be in connecticut surrounded by giants fans so I am with you, Matt, where I'm trying not to get overhyped, get that feeling of we can win. We could do this. The game ended after beating Minnesota. And I'm like, all right, well, this was fun. Like, let's just enjoy this week. Let's enjoy this positive talk. And then, you know, hopefully we just don't get our bell rung on Saturday or Sunday whenever they end up playing. It'll be Saturday, prime time. The week is going to go on and that will 100% change. The group chat will get more and more excited as we go. We will be Saturday. It, Saturday will come. I will be surrounded by Giants fans. And I'm expecting to win. The comparison to the 07-08 Super Bowl run, eh, I don't really see it because you look at maybe Eli and Jones. I think Eli was a little bit ahead in his career, but it's pretty similar. He's drafted in 04, so it's not like he had years and years of experience and really winning over every Giants fan by that point oh, in his career. Fair. So maybe similar to Jones, but what I'm saying weapons fair. wise. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to compare, compare Jones to Manning us. So I was just saying, no, like, I, just, I'm just comparing the whole is what those teams looked like on paper. Like there is no Plaxico Burrs on this right. offense. There's no Amani Toomer on this offense. I think the offensive line as a whole might be a little bit worse to, nope. you know, we have uh, Barkley massive upgrade compared to, what they were running around Pope. That was the f- uh, first year after Tiki Barber, right? Then he retired the year before us. that. Say, uh, was and then earth, wind and fire. Was that the, the, the run after that? Uh, yeah. Did Jacobs come in right away? He wasn't right away. Was he? Yeah. Cause Jacobs spiked the, the, the ball into the time clock. Yeah, wait, no, Jacobs was in that game. Yeah. I don't so, think Bradshaw was there yet though. I don't think Bradshaw was there. I don't think Ward was there. Yeah, uh, but and I look at the defensive side, they're really young. There's some talent, don't get me wrong. And I want to talk more about the defense in this Minnesota game because, I mean, how about a Dory freaking Jackson? Like, come on. Are you kidding me with his performance? Beast. Like, Beast. people are bitching and moaning. Oh, how could you not throw to Justin Jefferson? I think there might be a reason Kirk Cousins couldn't throw to Justin Jefferson. Honestly, that game makes me more mad at Dable for ever thinking that that guy should be returning punts because the difference between when he was gone and McKinney was gone, which obviously no one can control that one, but seeing him back. Night and day. Oh, my God. He is such a comforting presence. And we've talked about him all year long. Sexy Dexy, man. His presence getting through that offensive line and outside of the egregious roughing the passer because he didn't lay down Kirk Cousins in a nice – goose feathered line twin bed and give him a nice little smooch on the forehead and tuck him in it's roughing the passer but it's the final plays hands in his face where how could you only throw the ball four yards and a guy that's got a guy all over him 
Maybe because Kirk Cousins looks up and there's this big, burly, lovable man who's about to lay on top of him again. And he had to get rid of it. NFL in this offseason on, on that rule or that call specifically are going to need to do a deep dive because they're getting publicly ridiculed. I think it's stopped. Well, it's first. happening all over the place. But yeah, and so this was the first one I remember the Giants really being a victim on the wrong side of that call. And it's it. I mean, we're coming off uh, Darius Slate and dropping a pass, yep. and then watching the Giants potentially con- have a third and long situation, and Dexter Lawrence is called for roughing the passer where he barely does anything. Yeah, yeah you like, said they're going to do it. They're, like they're, they're going to walk. They're going to walk them into a win here. They're going to rip our hearts out by having these stupid calls be played, but. Uh, back to the, I don't like two sidetracked from the 08 comparisons, the defense, there's no veteran leader, like a Michael Strahan, Antonio Pierce. It's a little different. So I'm not really thinking I can see that the run and it'll be interesting. Cause I, I don't know. I remember going into that year with Tampa Bay, almost having the same feeling as this Minnesota game where we could win this game. But at the same time, I feel like that was a worse Tampa Bay team. They didn't have this explosive offense like Minnesota does. Yeah. I think it was the next week, like, all right, now we got to go to Dallas. Yeah. That's a lot different. So I'm getting that kind of same comparison where it's another hostile environment. It's a division rival. Nobody's going to be picking us to win except Michael Strahan. So I don't recall that Tampa Bay team being particularly dangerous that year. Yeah. I, I just think they won their division. Yeah. If so, fact so. Kind of like this year. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything I missed that you asked? The, the comparison no. defense? No. no, not not really. But I mean, again, I had to throw the defense in there. I had to give a shout out. Their performance, I thought, was yeah, incredible. Xavier McKinney had a pretty solid game. Adore <laughs> Jack, we've been like itching to get back and just and and here's here's the thought. We all know this now. The game's over. But I remember being at work, looking down at my phone, seeing Jordan Renan and. and Art Stapleton and everyone posting the Giants' uh, injury report. It just said none, questionable, none. And it's like that that moment where you're like, oh, no, like it's it's like this this is it. Like everyone's healthy at the right time. I kept I, yeah. I put it in the group chat, like cause that's what it felt like the Avengers Endgame scene, where all the the people are coming out of like these little time warp holes, <laughs> like. Oh, assemble like i'm hearing like the music playing and i see like a dory jackson coming i'm like i'm like this is it like everyone everyone's here like if, if, if there's gonna be a run it's gonna happen right now and well, just that, like, i don't want to i don't want to get too negative but we're talking about the defense we're talking about the key guys coming back the giants have to address what happened with tj hawkinson because yeah. dallas goddard is just as talented a tight end yep and I mean, to have him catch 13 balls in that first meeting and then watch him go bonkers again, that is a big black eye on this Giants defense. And hats off. I know there's only so much you can do. Wink lights, lights, likes the blitz. You have to have the overhelp top with Justin Jefferson. You have to be worried about Thielen, even Osborne. To a, they have a lot of weapons, maybe more so than Philly does. But it's that that's a scary part, part of – I mean, what the, if they can't address that this week before game time on Saturday? There has to oh, be something worse. There, there would be nothing worse than losing to Dallas Goddard. 
I can handle an AJ Brown like seventy yard touchdown to beat us. But if we get dissected by Dallas Goddard or Boston Scott, I will. Well, that's what I mean. We're talking about like he just every time they needed to play, it looked like Hawkinson was there. You know, you know the inevitable Boston Scott touchdown against the Giants will be coming. If for here's, no other... here's how I see. Here's how my brain like like you know how Matt when you're always like don't get too positive. Here's how I picture it going. It looks like Boston Scott's like about to go in, and then just like Kayvon Thibodeau just comes out of nowhere and like just destroys, <laughs> like fumbles the ball. Another an, another moment too. How lucky are we that he only got his hand stepped on? I thought he was oh down there with like a torn meniscus. Like the guy it. tripped over him. One of the one of the staff tripped over his leg. Yeah. <laughs> We are cursed. We are cursed. But let's here. Let's let's stay on on the note of the the Eagles. Let's let's shift gears. Giants beat the Vikings. They go to the divisional round, and no matter what happens in Philly, no one can take that away from us. Daniel Jones' first playoff win, and now is tied for having as many playoff wins as Dak Prescott. Hopefully, that remains. Okay, let's go, Bucks. Um, that having been said, we can get into our picks. We can get into our hopefully unbiased opinions on what will happen. Yeah, like right. I. There is no team on planet Earth I despise more than the Philadelphia Eagles, and I would love nothing more than to win. It doesn't even it doesn't have to be pretty. Do I think the Giants have it in them? Can this happen? Definitely, because if you asked me a few weeks ago, I may be saying a different team, but the Eagles one have not looked as good as they were through the heat of the season. Jalen Hurts clearly not a hundred percent. I'm assuming he'll be better this week than he was health wise last week or the week before that. So that's concerning. This is the third time the Giants will be playing the Eagles. And, you know, granted the Eagles on paper, on the field, have shown, have proven that they are a better team than the Giants, but they are equipped to be better than the Giants. That, that's just it's not that the Eagles and Giants are both on the same trajectory, and this is, no. It's on two completely different paths and timelines right now. The, the Eagles are just a better team than the Giants, and they know it. Um, you know, like going into this game, I mean, what's the spread now? I think it's minus minus seven. Yeah, I saw seven and a half this morning. I could get you that number on FanDuel. Seven and a half in the in the the witching hour last night, and as of this afternoon, I think it was seven. I'm assuming that's Vegas trying to get people to to get on board. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah, okay. I don't know where I saw seven. Um, but the way Dable was able to I think he took a lot of things from the first time the Giants played the Vikings I think you're going to see the same thing it is very difficult to beat the same team three times because that team is going to know what they did well they're going to know what they did poorly the Giants have the formula the Eagles struggled granted Dennis he made the point probably wasn't the Eagles at their at their absolute best maybe on purpose when we played them with our backups and Davis Webb but the Eagles struggled in a game they needed to win against the Giants backups against the Giants backups the Giants I think have the formula and honestly you know who I credit a lot of having that formula to Washington commanders I think Washington was the first team to show the world to show the NFL how you beat the Philadelphia Eagles you run you run you run and as far as I'm concerned the Giants have two of the best rushers in the playoffs right now and Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley Dable is going to have to get creative we're going to need to see stuff like this weird Kenny Galladay block that I absolutely love. We're going to need to see some weird behind-the-back uh, handoffs to Matt Breida. Not maybe those exact plays, but we're going to need creativity, and I think it's very possible. Now, uh, spoiler alert, do I have the Giants winning? Dennis, you'll be happy to know I do not. 
I, I still think the Eagles, I think the Eagles win this game. I do not think it's a blowout. I think it's going to be fun. I think you're going to see lead changes, but I think eventually the Giants will be chasing and I think the magical run does come to an end, but not before I tip my hat to that entire organization and everything they've accomplished. I think Hertz is going to be healthy. This is what the Eagles season has been culminating into. They are, they planned for this moment. The Giants, this wasn't supposed to happen. So I, I think the Eagles eventually do get the edge. Um, but if that team that showed up against Minnesota, the Eagles are not the Minnesota Vikings. The Eagles have a much better defense than the Minnesota Vikings. But I think if that creativity is on display, I think if the mistakes are kept limited, the, the, the Bellinger fumble against Minnesota, that can't happen. The Slayton drop against Minnesota last night, that can't happen. It, it needs to be a damn near perfect game for the Giants to beat this Eagles team. Very capable of it. If I'm a betting man, which I occasionally am, do I think the Eagles win? I do, but there are ways, there are paths that the Giants can can pull a stunner in South Philadelphia, and as Dominic said, ruin ruin this this great season for them. Dominic, you you could have the floor if you want to go ahead. I'll I'll take the more inspirational route for all our for all the listeners. <laughs> I mean, balance it out. How many games over the years? Doesn't matter if it was the Giants. How many? There's a reason there's a term called an underdog. How many times has there been a game where you're not supposed to win and you win? Now, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. Do I truly in my heart think the Giants will win this game? Probably not. But do I think they're going to compete like crazy? Yeah. And in that chaos, I think you can win a game. I, You know, maybe they don't win the game. Maybe the Eagles lose the game. I don't know what's going to happen down there. I actually have a quote uh, from my buddy who I was talking to. Diehard Eagles fan. This is what he said to me today. Am I allowed to, like, swear on this show? I don't, I don't remember uh like i can leave it yes it's not the f-bomb by all means he said unquote anyone that thinks they know how this game is gonna go is talking shit out of their ass god help whoever bets on this game and i just think that's how it's gonna go down i think this is gonna be an absolute bloodbath gritty nfc east game and i don't think we can ask for anything more the giants could even be considered in this game where the eagles have been trying and building their organization to this point and for the Giants to come in on their first year of the rebuild and people are saying, can New York go into Philadelphia and ruin their season? That's a win on its own. And, you know, what else can you ask for? And I would say real quick, and I meant to say this earlier, when we were making connections to the previous or the 2007-2008 season where I'm saying like right now, and I still, I don't think the Giants beat the Eagles and I don't think the Giants are going to win the Super Bowl. But if the Giants can find a way to beat the Eagles, that's when I'll be like, okay, all right, you've got my attention. Maybe they, they have my attention, obviously, but the Super Bowl, some magical run conversation, that's when you'll get my ears to perk up. Um, Dennis. Uh, Dennis has this look on his face when you're fidgeting with whatever you were just fidgeting with that I think I know where he's going already. It's the top, it's the top of my water bottle. Okay. What's the top of your water bottle telling you? Telling me that the Giants are going to win this football game, Matt. Let's I do it. I'm all. I mean, come on. Look, you. We talked Sunday morning. You called me out of the blue, uh, and you did the Matt Scarano thing, trying to calm yourself down, trying to temper your expectations, because knowing you don't want to at seven seven thirty Eastern time sit there with the pit in your stomach and have your heart ripped out, as we have so many times before. 
So you're trying to not get excited. It was, and I texted this, it was fun to feel again. It feels good to feel again. That game, a roller coaster. I think if you're asking the fan bases who had more fun throughout the entire game, it was Giants fans. Because as we have alluded to, I felt they controlled more of the game. Matt, you talked about it. It's hard to beat a team three times in a season. It's real hard when they're your division rival. They know who you are. And yes, I am going to lean. I brought it up. We didn't get a full Jalen Hurts in that game. They didn't get a full Giants team. And they still struggled. It will be a different Jalen Hurts. But you know what? I know he's got the full week to rest. Does anyone really know how healthy he is? Will we get the full Jalen Hurts? I don't know. If we do get it and he gets hit once, twice, a couple times, does he revert back to the Jalen Hurts we got week 18? I don't know. I think it's what Dominic kind of said this. It's going to take more of the Eagles to lose the game than for us to win it. But what this coaching staff did in a week, and to be fair, maybe not so much a week. I don't know how much game planning was already being done. Giants kind of knew who they were playing. Uh, didn't they? Wouldn't we know? Week 18 by the time the. Um, I, I think it's like 98%, sir. And there would have had to be some crazy shifts in the. So, yeah. So, with that said, I don't know how much extra game planning would have been done. Maybe in the back of their heads, this, this. If we see this team again, do this, do this. Yeah. If, but, if I could just. Go ahead. I feel like while they were playing our third stringers, you know that they had guys watching that Eagles team, like little yeah. things. Because I mean, think about it. If you do the math, they know they know if they knew we were going to the playoffs by that point. They knew who we were going to play. Uh, you know, you can take a good guess that the Seahawks were going to lose. I'm sure someone in that giant staff on that sideline was watching that game, taking notes on things they saw out there. Whereas the Eagles, they they weren't able to do that. We had 12 starters out the first time. We had you know no one out the second time. We know that team better than they know us. It's a, it's a fair, fair point. I don't know how much I believe that because I mean, they smacked us in the face our first meeting, but this might be a different. I was Giants there. Team. I didn't even they feel like they were the Giants maybe the worst part of the season. So I don't, I don't know. Even think they were trying in that game. Like <laughs> I was there. You that that didn't. Even feel like I'm talking about the first game. No, that's what I'm talking about. It didn't oh. even seem like the Giants. I mean, they, I know they had Washington on their mind the next week, and obviously their starters were out. But like that didn't even feel like a football game to me. That just felt like they were like, all right, let's just let the Eagles run over us right now. It was a, a a big mentality <laughs> around that the Giants like again another situation like playing a divisional rival, but you're kind of looking past because a game at the end of the day is a game you were expecting to lose regardless of what happens. Washington is going to be the one that makes or breaks your season. Well, that's another. I don't know. That could be you know reaching too down the rabbit hole, but keep going. Yeah, Donna. I don't know if that becomes the mindset of a coaching staff, NFL players, this and that, but like to that mindset point. We can make all the comparisons we want to an 07, 08 run, this group of ragtag ball. None of those guys were on that team, on that. They don't care. The staffers don't care. The, the talking heads, us making these comparisons, talking about this, they believe they can win this football game. And I believe that they can win this football game. I think if that defense that we saw against Minnesota shows up, they keep it close. And if you want to get into a slugfest, I'm fully confident in this Giants team and their ability to do that and do it successfully. I think one thing, and I think Dennis, I think you made a good point on this. 
where, or maybe it was Dominic, I don't know, but I think it was you who said, it's not, if the Giants win, it's not necessarily going to be because the Giants won. It very well. I'm said it first and then I said it again. Lose. There were no Giants turnovers in this game against the Vikings. I mean, they weren't on the receiving end of a turnover, I should say. They're going to need a turnover and the defense is going to have to force a turnover, in my opinion, for the Giants to win. It have to be Eagles are marching downfield. They're about to get a touchdown. Giants get an interception. Or even better, Eagles are on the 20. They're starting a new drive, fumble, interception, something. Giants are immediately in the red zone or at least in field goal territory. Something like that, in my opinion, mm-hmm. will need to happen for the Giants to win this game. And that's not out of the question. That's not a stretch. Like I, I think the secondary, whether it's Xavier McKinney or Dory Jackson, if one of them can step up or Kayvon Thibodeau, someone in the defensive line steps up, gets a deflection. There's a ball 100 yards up in the air that's that's up for grabs and someone comes in and grabs it. Giants have the ball in the red in the Eagles or, or in the red zone. And something like that to not only one, get the Giants the field position, obviously, but two, the crowd out of it, deflate the Eagles offense a little bit. Something like that, in my opinion, I think if it's a Giants-Eagles shootout, awesome. That's entertaining. I don't think the Giants win in a shootout with the Eagles. Something, there will have to be just some kind of cog thrown in that that Eagles machine that throws them off their rocker and and messes up the game plan. And I'm going to make another, another Avengers uh, quote here. When Iron Man's asking uh, Doctor Strange, he's like, how many outcomes are there? And he's like, there's one outcome where the Giants win this game. And he's like, can you tell me? And he's like, if I tell you, it won't happen. And I, I think it's like a similar situation. Well, it's like, you, you're, you saying like, it, you know, the, the Eagles have to, how much of, how much do they have to lose compared to the Giants to win? I think we saw this coaching staff yet again. And, you know, they brought up the Tennessee game from way back in week one where they went for two to get that win. This coaching staff isn't afraid. And I think the Giants, I think we will see them go for it more often on fourth down. Don't settle for field goals. You're not winning this football game by throwing Gano out there and just having them go four for four, kicking field goals. They need touchdowns. And and I'm confident if the Giants are in no man's land or in plus territory, they're going for it. And you get a couple of those, that could take the crowd out of it. Then it keeps the defense on the field. Those are moments, too. You're going into a Going into a rivalry game in Philadelphia, I I don't know. I doubt the coaches have this mentality that I have. But again, the Giants aren't supposed to be here. I'll beat this horse dead this entire show. You have nothing to lose. The Super Bowl is so far off. So you can't be thinking about that or what's next. You have nothing to lose. Take those risks. If they fail, they fail. We had a great year. Take those risks. I I agree 100% that. I think we may see some of the most insane and crazy Giants offensive scheming that we've probably ever seen in our entire lives this week. If if they run the playbook the way I think they're going to run the playbook, which means there is no playbook, and then it's just going to be. It's to your point, Dom. Where were were they watching Week 18? Guys watching, and let's dial up some things. And it's like, hey, we could do this. We could expose them here. We could get this here. We, I think that's. I think that's a big possibility. And it, I don't know. It's Matt, you've said it like, yes, we're playing with house money. We weren't supposed to be here. The Eagles had everything to lose. We have everything to gain. We're just here. We're happy. We're happy to be here with that said, 
It's a business trip. I'm fully expecting the Giants to come out, compete, and win this football game. But, yeah, no, we don't belong here. They should run over us, win this game by 10. But guess what? Nobody gave the Miami Dolphins any chance. They were a 14-point underdog in that game. Nobody gave Baltimore and a second-string quarterback and injuries up the wazoo against a red-hot Bengals team. It's the playoffs. It's different. And it's a division rival, teams that know each other. Oh, my God. It's only Monday. I can't yeah. believe we're game. This is the game of my dreams. Like, I've been waiting for this chance for, like, four years. The to, Matt to Scarano, the game. Matt Scarano Giants timeline is still today, still 110% celebration mode. That's the – I'm still in this Vikings game. Still I'm Barkley and DJ watching film in the back of the plane. Yeah. I think tomorrow, same thing. I'm off tomorrow. I think I'm still Giants celebration mode. I think I might just rewatch the whole game tomorrow. I, I would think Wednesday, like halfway through Wednesday, Wednesday night, there might be something that like flip, flips the switch, and then I go into to back into battle mode. But today and tomorrow, I'm just enjoying. I never thought this would like like when we when me and Dominic went to the Colts game, and we got to share in a loving brotherly embrace after the game that we were going to the playoffs. That it ended right there. That would have been more than enough for me going back to the parking lot drinking beers smoking cigars the sun setting over the meadowlands like that it could have ended right there and that would have been more than enough for me i would have slept easy till next season like this is just all like a freaking dream and i'm i'm loving every minute of it and i'm i'm gonna run this out as long as i can i'm celebrating today and i'm gonna celebrate again tomorrow well and to that point and again we never like to look too far ahead but obviously the players are going in. They want to win. Coaches want to win. They're planning to win. They believe they can win. Looking, playing it week by week, yada, yada, coach speak. Do you know what this does to set up the offseason? Even if they come out and lose what they're competitive, that hunger, the drive that is going to be instilled into this football team, going into the offseason, adding some pieces, pieces through the draft, what type of trades does Shane pull off? And then it's what we've talked about where last year – was Philly confident that Jalen Hurts was their guy? Is Nick Sirianni really going to be the guy to turn the Eagles around? Look what they did a year later. They're the best team in the NFC. The Giants can have that momentum. And all of this, this just playing with house money, this this is unbelievable. We are enjoying it. Where next year it will, it will create that feeling like, all right, boys, let's do this. You and I disagree on that one thing where I'm just happy to be here. And you're like, no, it's business mode, business trip. What I would say. It is now. We weren't supposed to be Minnesota. We weren't supposed to come out and look that damn good. Yeah, You just made a a very good point. I kind of disagree. Obviously, we're going into the game, what mindsets we're going with. But I completely agree. And that's a fantastic point that those guys, if the road does end against Phil, I mean, the road, assuming the Giants don't win the Super Bowl, the road will end at some point, whether it's this weekend or not. But the the positives, I don't think anyone sure if the Giants lose minutes after that night, will it sting? Sure. But once you get past that and the fans and the team and the office reflect on what they've accomplished, it's going to not only be a fun offseason, that draft, I might treat that draft like a house party. Like I'm going to be like tailgating the draft as far as I'm concerned because of how excited we all should be. But as fun as this season was, as nice as the, the wins, every win was fun. The Jacksonville game we went to was, was amazing. That was like a moment of the year for me. 
That was the awesome. Game obviously clinching the playoff spot. All that stuff. As fun as this is, the downside of this now is when next season rolls around. At least the way I look at it personally, that fun kind of oh, it's nice to win. That mentality's out the window. Next year, it is back to business. That's Good. the one I've said of being a team that kind of sucks is that you never get that worried about game day. You just kind of go in, whatever happens, happens. If you win, that's awesome. Next year, now that this team has shown that they are, the trajectory is speeded up or sped up, excuse me, next year for me is all it's, – it's, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's not business. I'm going to go into this game with the expectation to win, even though I don't predict it at the end of the day. I'm not saying I'm, it's not business and I'm not caring about it. I'm just saying I'm going to it more. This is fun. We weren't supposed to be here. Whereas next year, I fully expect to have an attitude of we are supposed to be here. This is business. Get it done. Well, to that point, Matt, and again, this is getting far ahead. And the- take, these, take these comparisons for what you will. But the Chiefs were that fan base for a long time. It's fun to be here. Look at this unique quarterback we have in Patrick Mahomes. The Bills were that. Heartbreak Central is Buffalo, New York. Josh Allen. It's fun to be here. They don't have that mindset anymore. Philadelphia. They're kind of on that level now. It's business. The Giants have a coaching staff that everybody is enthralled with. I think everything has changed in that front office. We have our quarterback. I think we have a bona fide leader in Saquon Barkley. We have a young core group on the defensive defensive line, defense as a whole. Yeah, I think we can get into that tier where we start strutting around a little bit, doing a little peacocking. Those teams where it's just fun to be here, the Lions are in that category. The Jets, if they figure out their quarterback situation, might be in that category. Seattle? Yeah, Maybe. They, they need a quarterback. No, but I think they they didn't expect to be there. I think they're, they're the same attitude. Yeah, but what I'm saying, I'm saying next year, going into next season, that mindset okay. could still be there. Gotcha. The Giants at the start of 2023, I think you start getting a couple of wins, it's like, yeah, we're supposed to be here. See what, see what we did last year when nobody believed in us? The most exciting thing is, and I'll describe this in the best way I can, because the Giants, we always kind of poke fun at Dominic because of all the years, and he made the quote on the Christmas episode two years ago and said, all I know is pain. <laughs> I'm off the block. The Giants have gone through a drought, so we have been waiting. And it's it's I don't I don't have an eloquent way to explain this, but we've been waiting. The the ownership has been waiting, trying new coaches, trying new coordinators, trying whatever the heck will will stick. And nothing has stuck up until this year. Now that it has stuck, I think now the rebuilding can begin. And I think the trajectory. We, we were like, maybe Dave will be the guy. Maybe Shane's the GM. Maybe Jones is the guy. We probably won't know for certain if they're the guys to get us to the promised land this year. We know that they are now. The trajectory of this Giants team, regardless of what happens this year, regardless of what happens next year, the traje- trajectory, what a tough word to say, has sped up immensely. It, is, it has been put in fast forward. So we waited all those years. But now that they found the pieces, it was like, okay, now we can gradually get better and improve and improve and improve. I think we, we skipped like a bunch of steps in that process. And it's, it's Matt, we were supposed to be 500 this year. It's happening a lot. It's 
Step here. one was step one was being 500, taking a pick just outside the top 10. We're in one, the divisional round of the playoffs. We've we've leapt over a couple steps. One last movie reference, and I will shut up with the movie references. The day after tomorrow, we're they're like, what's the title? He's like, our original estimates of three to however many years wasn't even close. This next storm is going to, this is what's going to happen over the next one to two years. Fully, I fully believe that. I expect the Giants, this might be a bold prediction. And come at me whatever you want. The Giants are not missing the playoffs. I'll throw a number out there the next three years. Motto. Giants will make. And how good our division is is getting. Giants will make the playoffs the next three years in a row. What capacity? I do not know. But I love all of this. The optimism. We're all on the same level. It's all just setting up to lose by three touchdowns. <laughs> just kick us right in the face. I'll, I'll change our direction then. Uh, I'm very glad. So you were saying how, you know, you're still in celebration mode. I was in celebration mode until it kicked in that we were playing the Eagles. And then I saw that Isaiah Hodgins video with the new Giants playoff theme song, uh, Take Over Your Trap by Bankroll Fresh. And that song makes me want to run through five brick walls. I would play it right now, but apparently every time I play a song on my phone you guys can't hear it for whatever reason we tried that last time that song that song fires me up i just i just pulled up my phone just to like get on spotify and look look what the last thing was yeah like them going like crazy in the locker room to that it's kind of skipping in and out like too laggy for it yeah i don't know why it doesn't play when i play something on my phone but yeah shout out to on what's his name Bankroll Fresh, and I think it's like two chains. <laughs> it's oh, not or something. I was listening His name to is Bankroll? Bankroll Fresh. No, Bankroll. <laughs> bankroll Fresh. Two chains and schoolie. Yeah, after I heard that, I was like fully ready to kill Philadelphia as a whole city. Well, I will say this. Um, again, my prediction is the Giants will not win, but I am in love with this team. And everything they stand for right now and i just could not be more proud of if, if this is where the road ends what a what a road it's been this year and we're gonna put that dido song at the end where it's like i just want to thank you for giving me the best day of my life that song is gonna be playing as the credits roll down the screen that having been said i do have the giants covering the spread the giants will cover but they will not win but i love them anyways and i will be looking forward to hopefully a graham gano 65 yard uh game winning kickoff or, oh oh uh, in january and also it's also awesome that it is at 8 15 on a saturday night so now i can turn up and not have to worry about getting up for work the next morning that was this morning was very very brutal very Agreed. Brutal. it's also awesome that that stadium I mean, maybe the Philly fans will get so drunk that they won't be able to really even watch the game. They won't be able to stay up for it. It'll just be quiet in the stadium, like a neutral site. Daniel Jones, he's going to get cursed at a lot more there than he did in Minnesota. But I don't think that I've, – I've been to games there. Now, like, I know you've been to rivalry games. I've been to a couple Eagles games there. I think that Minnesota or, or stadium has to be louder. So if Jones uh, can come here like it was no one's business and like he's been there before, I think – I mean, it's a dome. Maybe that plays into it. You know what game I think of when I, like, honestly, crowd never, like, really bothered me, like, for the team. It affects me and how I can watch the game. But I remember that Saints game that they won in New Orleans, and the crowd was going nuts that entire game. Daniel Jones literally, like, didn't even seem phased by it at all. 
Like, and he drove down the field. I don't think they, I don't think it affects them really. And I think Dable, maybe he preaches that because he's, you know, been in so many situations. I literally don't think that they're going to be like caught off guard by that. Especially yeah. since they've already played in Philadelphia. Like, I think depending on who you ask, and this is funny, and I'll just drop this in here, then we'll go to Dennis and we'll wrap up. Um, Nick Gates. Uh, I guess had a quote was like, you know, I've been, I've played in Minnesota a bunch of times. I really don't like, I think they're nice people, but they're not really that loud. It's like, we're in the Midwest. How are you not louder? And apparently the Vikings before the game, they put the quote on the screen, like credited to to Nick Gates. And then obviously after when he's walking off the field, he's given the like uh, thing, which was, I think was awesome. So I agree with you, Dominic. I don't think, I don't think it phases you. Do you have any last thoughts on uh, Giants, Vikings, Giants, Eagles, and, and uh, anything? And, and also Dennis first Matt and Dennis episode after a playoff victory in our show. Oh, system. Special uh, day. I'm honored to be on here for that. Yeah. Donald, yep, you're, you could always say you were on, but Dominic, do you have any closing, closing thoughts before we send it to Dennis and wrap up? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I was nervous going to the Minnesota. I did think we were going to win that game, but I think we're going to win every game just because of my young desire for this team to be good i'm always just out for blood like when we went when we went to that tampa game i thought for some reason we were going to win and looking back there was no way we would ever win that game but i think they won that game and i think they look damn good doing it they look way better than i thought they would look doing it so like you said before i was relaxed during the game i had a blast i think they look good i don't think that's what the philly game is going to look like i think it's going to be dirty i think it's going to be chippy i i i think they're going to win I, I do think the Giants are going to win this game, and obviously they cover the spread. I never bet Giants spread because I I say they're either going to win by they're either going to win the game or they're going to like lose by twenty. They don't they don't let that happen. So Giants money line all the way for me. Dennis, yeah, I'm not going to take the money line just like I did this past weekend. I took Giants four and a half. I took Giants three and a half, and I took Giants two and a half. I just I didn't have the cojones, and I didn't want to set up for the double loss of like oh. Should have taken them to cover when they lose on a field goal down by one or something like that. But I think they're going to win. I really do. I I thought they would beat Minnesota. Again, my gripes with Minnesota are well-documented on this podcast for the last two months or so. Screw them. I don't know. I It sucks. Everything is telling me that the Giants are not going to win this football game. They're not. Every bit of paper favors the Eagles. Eagles write everything down for both teams check boxes all go to Philly except maybe the handsomeness of the head coaches Giants take the cake it's easy to see that that big beautiful bald man but I'm still taking the Giants it's it's just because I think it's so hard to beat a team three times and there's I don't know man there's something special about this Giants team right now they're they weren't supposed to walk out and look that good against Minnesota and I, I know maybe more people will say, well, Minnesota, they're the frauds. They don't have it. Blah, 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 blah. What about the that Giants? Is that an impression of you? Maybe. I think that was but, the media. <laughs> I just, they weren't supposed, they were, everything set up for the beginning of that game, exactly how Giants fans thought it would go. Minnesota, right down the field. Things looked as easy as ever. And then flip it upside down because Danny Jones leads them right down the field, and Isaiah Hodgins gets the double bird from the stupid goober in the first row. And it was at that moment, it was just like, oh no, wait, I'm sorry, that was later on. Barkley scored the first touchdown. I do think if we lose this game, I think it's the receivers that lose it. I just have a bad feeling that that's where it goes. If they don't show up 
looking like Miami's receivers, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> they had stone just bricks on their hands in that game. I think I think the Giants win. I think it's close. It's like a 24-19 game, like a scenario where the Eagles have to go for two to get. So I I don't know. I, I it felt yesterday like watching that game like it was week three, the Ravens game. Watching that again, like or maybe week four. When we beat the Ravens. Oh, Dallas was week three. That was week four. Week four. Uh, no, that was week just, five. Wasn't the Packers at week four? That would have been week five. It was, was that late. I thought it was after the Packers win. I know that. I think we were four and one. I think it was week six. Oh crap! I thought it was way earlier than that. Either way, that's what it felt like—a game that yeah. we probably shouldn't have won. It was week six because the next game was Jacksonville. Oh, all right. Damn, I was way off. Anywho. It's that, well, Matt, what you said, key turnovers towards the end of the game, not turning the football over on the Giants' side, eking it out. I think that's what you see. I I, I think the Giants can win this football game, and it's just going to start us. I just want that feeling, man. I want I want to just be like, we're going back. We're going back to the Super Bowl. San Fran, we got to go out to San Fran. We've already done that. Been there. Guy fumbled the punt return. What's the Super Bowl? What did we do? We won. It's happening again. God help me. I mean, if, if, if that if that were the case, I'm just putting San Fran into the NFC Championship game because I think they are the best team in the NFC. Brock yeah. Purdy. If that, if that if that happens, that's how far ahead of getting. That happened in some crazy world. I would have to do my bet that I did last time, Dennis, when we were in the Super Bowl, and I would have to fly back up to to watch that game. <laughs> the Super Bowl gods do not uh, lightning doesn't strike twice. Where <laughs> is the Super Bowl this year? I start by Arizona. Arizona. Is it really? Yep. I start my new job the day after the Super Bowl. History repeating itself. If the Giants go to the Super Bowl, I'm telling my new job I cannot start yet. Let's say it's a terrible day to pick as your start date. They they picked it for me. I didn't even read. I looked at the Super Bowl today. I looked at the make a phone call quick. We'll see if our other guests that typically the uh, the Giants beat Minnesota. I'm gonna have to push my start date back just in case. Yeah, hi guys. Just a heads up: the New York Giants are affecting life. Hey, you're uh, you're live on Matt and Dennis, uh, Dom and North Haven. Uh, what what you got? I just wanted to say, Giants have been so impressive, so impressed by Daniel Jones. Um, I just think he's gonna you know gonna lead this team to a good game Sunday. Not sure they're gonna win, but I think they have an opportunity and. Uh, that's all we can ask for. He's, he's been fantastic. Well, the game is Saturday, not Sunday, so make sure you have the right uh, date and time. And is that you saying you believe the Philadelphia Eagles will win? I believe what? Sorry, pardon me. Do you be, are you picking the Eagles to beat the Giants? That's a stupid question. I know why I asked you that. All right. Well, that's what the spread would indicate, at least close to it. All right, don't 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 talk and drive. Thanks for thanks for calling in. Okay. You too. Catch you later. And that's the big dumb uh, uh, call on on the Matt and Dennis podcast that is sponsored by uh, Mohegan Sun and Bailey Scarano Accountants. Mohegan does not know they sponsored that. Also, I won nineteen dollars having the Giants cover the spread at the Mohegan Sun FanDuel Sportsbook. So. All right. Well, gentlemen, that is all I have. Um, thank you, Dominic, for, for coming on as always. Thank you, Dennis. I'm Matt Scarano. Giants play the Eagles. 
I'm, I'm thrilled. It sounds like these two are in business mode. I'm still in party mode. Still, still celebrating this one. Like I said, I think Wednesday, halfway through the week or so. That's when I'll shift, shift gears into battle mode. Dominic, you have, you have one more thing to I almost forgot. I have to give my update. Uh, the Chris Myrick, will he score a touchdown update? Uh, Chris Myrick. <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on. And now we go to Dominic with the Chris Myrick update sponsored by Temple Health. Dominic. Thanks, Matt. Uh, Chris Myrick will score a touchdown uh, late in the fourth quarter to bring the Giants to a three-point lead, uh, win the game, and uh, be etched in Temple history forever as the GOAT. That's Dominic with the Chris Myrick update sponsored by Temple Health. Thank you, Dominic. All right. Well, again, super proud of the team. Super proud. Nothing that happens in Philadelphia can take that away from them. Um, what a year it's been. And just, just going to buckle up and enjoy, enjoy this ride wherever, wherever it may go. But um, Dennis, anything else? I have nothing else. I am over the moon excited. It just, it, it this is just an incredible time to be alive. Forgot, forgot what this felt like. Forgot what this felt like. I, I still feel like sitting in Al's living room. That doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but but it, it was. was a lot of hundreds of beers later. Here we are. Um, Tell you guys the fact, the fact that there's someone is on this podcast and doesn't vividly remember the moment means it was a long time ago. Yeah, fair enough. What are you saying, Dominic? Uh, would you guys be interested if, if theoretically the Giants did win? If you did a quick like live stream from Philadelphia, and yeah. I will report. I will report on the scene of the Lincoln Financial Field from from the game. Get watch Dominic get murdered on on live podcasting. <laughs> I was about to say, is that just so we could file that to the police report? It possibly it could be used as a record, but that would that would be something I would be willing to do if like they actually somehow pull it out. Officer, hey. clearly he was just yelling obscenities at Eagles fans. He did, did he did nothing wrong. Dominic, <laughs> you go to the game whether you are in the stadium or you just go tailgate and leave. It's not going to end well either way. Either the Eagles win and you have to deal with that and you get a bunch of shit, or the Giants win. And then, honestly, for your safety, the Giants losing would probably be better. No, I'm sure it would be. I'm going to be putting myself on the line here. But it's what I it's what I have to do for my team. I own that much. That's a fear factor episode. Evidently, fear is not a factor for you. Nope. All right. For my brother, Dominic Scrano, thanks for coming on again, Dominic. For, well, welcome to Playoff Football, Dominic. Feels good, doesn't it? Feels amazing. Shout out to Dennis Vinci, my co-host. Shout out to Andre for $7 champagne at Target. Going to kill this bad boy. And it's just a great, as I, I forget who said it, but it's a great day to be an NY Giant. And I can say that I am because Brian Dable said we are. He said we are part of the team. So on that note, I'm going to listen to some Bankroll Fresh. Dennis, you should throw Bankroll Fresh as, as the end credit song for Matt and Dennis on this episode. Yeah, it's not really in my cup. That would be huge. That would be a big, big move. That would get listeners up. Maybe we'll get them to perform live on the show on the next. If, if we win, we're going to have Bankroll Fresh on the next podcast. I'll get in touch with his people. Again, for my brother, Dominic Scarano, for Dennis Vinci, my name is Matt Scarano. Thanks so much for listening. We are on Twitter, Matt Dennis Pod. That's where you can find cute pictures of us uh, recording the show, as well as links to uh, current and previous episodes. So check it out. I'm trying my best to update that um, as, as I can. So go Giants. Giants fans, enjoy this. Enjoy this. Don't look too far ahead. Don't take the moment for granted. Let's, let's have fun. We've, we've been through a lot. We, we deserve this. The team deserves it. So go Giants. Go Big Blue. We are out of here. Dennis. Adios.
bankroll fresh. Bees in the trap. Is that still a song? Thank you.